0: To another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be with you and with each other. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. We kick it off with some news. And Emily, where are you and I going to be in the upcoming months? So I will be at
1: Sacred Sheep on November 4th in Portland, Oregon. I will be in the junk yarn booth at the Sacred Sheep event. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to North Carolina this week, like tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow to uh, start like doing some booth stuff uh, to make our booth cute and organized and a nice experience for people. So we're working really hard on it. So if you want to come out to that, that would be awesome. Freeze sale tickets are sold out. Uh, so keep that in mind. But if you're local, they have reserved a specific number of tickets for day of they just didn't want to like sell all of the tickets out for people who show up the day of so get there early if you want to come would be my suggestion it's the first year of the show so
0: fantastic and you're gonna have an exclusive pin i am it's really cute
1: it's a little cosmic sheep it's really cute he's cute check out my instagram There will be pictures of him
0: and it's only going to be at the junk yarn and kitty with a cupcake booth
1: yes uh i will put it online after the sacred sheep show if you want to find out about that going online sign up for my email
0: newsletter on my website kittywithacupcake.com huzzah and then we will both be at crafty supermarket in louisville at the end of november in cincinnati but yes we will be there it
1: is november 25th it is the saturday after thanksgiving Uh, at the music hall in downtown Cincinnati this is like my favorite event that I do it's a really fun time the mug I'm drinking my coffee out of I got from a vendor there the last time I did it in the spring so it's really great if you love handmade goods and artist goods there's really great uh other illustration artists like me there's really great artisans there's like a sweet leather belt maker there's all sorts of people at the show it's a really fun time uh if you get there early there are gift bags of free stuff so there's an incentive to show up early you get a little tote bag and like freebies from some artists in there uh and Lauren and I will both be in
0: my booth all day so be sure to bring a bunch of fiber coven stickers we can hand them out to people
1: yes it will be a fun time
0: Yay! All right. Let's get into this yarn content because I'm sure we have some because it's been a while. I've been afforded in a month. Oh my goodness. I only finished one thing, but I can't show it to you because it's attached to the table that my setup is on. I made a replacement cat mm-hmm. hammock. Cool. And I just used some leftover knit picks and I crocheted a triangle and I strung it up to three legs of a little table. Um, my foster kittens destroyed the, uh, the previous cat hammock. They were little gremlins, bless them. And um, my big boy Chopper needed a replacement hammock. And it's almost a little too small for him, but we're he's on a bit of a diet. So hopefully he and the hammock will be more appropriately sized soon. <laughs> Did you finish anything? No. <laughs> well, what are you working on then, dear friend?
1: I have a big pile of stuff that I'm working on. Um, I have my pro, my two, my three, three projects that I was working on previously. This is my mm-hmm. current steven Universe sock situation. It's is like it sock one or two, two, two. I have I the last time we talked, I showed the sock mm. one, which is just mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. done the heel in yet. I'm going to do the heel in both of them later. Um, so I'm doing this. It's a nice vanilla little steven Universe and sock steven and steven uh it's very cute i get complimented on the yarn all the time when i'm working on it and Yay. my other project is my little mount pleasant top mhm I'm carrying cotton and i finished the front mhm like straight knitting kind of thing mhm i have the back on um this you know holder thing and i'm about to do
0: shaping on the front nice Mm -hmm. yeah it's got a nice little scoop neck situation is that the right word have this
1: holder on this part of the front so yeah do a little side shaping Mm -hmm. and other side so that's Mm -hmm. what it is i am trying to not like hibernate this because it's like a cotton summary project but i don't know how strong i am because I have some fun wool theme things happening. Have you been working on your blanket at all? I have worked on my blanket. I don't remember the last stripe I
0: showed you of my blanket. I don't either. Show it to me and we will converse. This is your Lord of the Rings-themed blanket from an advent.
1: Yes, it's from my Lantern Light Yarns Fellowship of the Ring advent.
0: Ooh, oh my gosh and that is the northeasterly pattern it is looking so good it looks like you've done a couple stripes since i've seen it last yeah I tell, tell me what they are this is so that cool. dark one is WeatherTop. this one the blue one is
1: coming if you want him come and claim him and oh, the okay. blue one is the um weather top one i think it had a different name for WeatherTop, top it's the weather top one on uh it was like something about keep i think i don't remember interesting (laughs) uh I could look it up I guess and Mm -hmm. this the light one is Rivendell Uh uh-huh this like colorful red yellow and blue one is one does not simply walk into Mordor yes
0: Mm -hmm. I'm doing the Boromir fingers you know
1: (laughs) Oh, oh fingers and then uh this orange blue brown one is and my axe
0: Oh, it's very autumnal. I love it. I love how stripy those two look. Yeah,
1: they're very, they're very variegated compared to most of the rest of the colors so far. And then this little variegated one that I'm working on now is And You Shall Be the Fellowship of the Ring.
0: Oh, yay. And I think it's. When I
1: first started, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like these two next to each other because they have kind of similar colors, but they look different enough that it's not bothering me. Um, This one has kind of a cream in it that the Gimli one doesn't have. And it's less greeny. Yeah. So that's where I am. It's all beautifully autumnal. My
0: super, super autumn-y, cozy very long. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited for this project. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite the endeavor. I love it.
1: Yeah. And I counted, but I forgot. I'm over halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's still several mini skeins left in the bag. I think the mm-hmm. next one I have to work with is thing.
0: I mean, there's a lot of fellowship left to go. You have all of Moria, Lothlorien, the river, the breaking of the fellowship yeah sting is the next one so lord of the rings music is great to run to. i i'm i've curated like a really good running playlist for myself that's just all nerdy stuff i don't know i was just thinking about like things with epic music and like nature and action like outside outdoors action and i, I was sorry crazy brain here and i was just i added the last of the mohican soundtrack music to my running playlist and nothing has made me run uphill faster than like that last of the Mohicans music as, cause you know, the same one when he's hey. like running up like a slab. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Can I show you my blanket since yeah. we're on blanket time? Blanket time. Yeah. So I've been working on all year, the uh, heirloom temperature blanket designed by Soraya Hussain and it has been, oh my gosh, you haven't seen it since here, wow, Yeah. since September. And now I'm getting into the October. Things are cooling down. It's a lot less orangey, more yellowy. We had a rainy bit in here, which is blue and greenies. It's looking really good. All i right, it's just-
1: if the colors are like mirroring from spring and fall or if they're noticeably like if there's a little difference between fall and spring.
0: I don't I mean here let me heft it up and show you the profile yeah it's different it's a little different it's a little different so I guess we'll get we'll get in there and see it's it's starting to get cold real fast Mm -hmm. we've been doing all the winter like getting ready for winter stuff around here Mm -hmm. winterized our new travel trailer Mm. that could be an acquisition my goodness yeah so many things uh, what else have you been making? Um, I have two cast-ons.
1: No, way show, been. show, 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 show. So one of them is for a pattern design, which I haven't released the pattern in quite a while. And but I've been burnt out on pattern design. Like if we're being honest, uh, mm-hmm. I, it was just a lot doing all of the things, and I felt like I re like I really I like did the uh mosaic pattern for uh the the evil shawl that mm-hmm. we did for MCAL last year and it was really mm-hmm. fun but it was a lot of pattern writing because of the mosaic and I had like deadlines so that just like I've taken a break from pattern design for a hot minute because I was having a little bit of burnout but this is macaron. Yes, so I already have a full sample of the next macaron shawl. Um, I did it in the Polly Pocket uh sock set like over a year ago, uh for Kemper and I's first totally 90s collection. And I wanna have it in our booth for Sacred Sheep uh mm-hmm. available as a sample. Um, I'm calling it the cotton candy macaron. Uh but I hadn't I made it over a year ago, so I didn't wanna like not test knit it basically so I cast on mm-hmm. this little baby shawl and I forgot the name of this yarn color but it's like super mm-hmm. hot and then the other variegated mini skein I'm using is uh rollerblade barbie mm-hmm. um, so I'm doing it kind of the opposite of the poly pocket one I did originally which the big skein was the like variegated skein and the little skein was a solid so this mm-hmm. one it's a solid and the little one's a variegate. um but yeah my instructions were good there was one error in it so I fixed that mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make a little chart and get that written up for sacred sheep and That's I'm gonna place nice. this project with me um it might be like on the needles at the booth like as part of a display um, and who knows if I'll ever finish this shawl or what, but I needed to cast that on again to nice release that pattern. <laughs> and then the other thing I cast on is a fun little project. So it's the Stephen West Mystery Knit Along right now. Mm-hmm. If you are on yarn internet, you know that there is big old controversy happening with the Stephen west mystery knit along right now uh, are we gonna get into it i'm gonna give the cliff notes okay if you want to read more about it there's a ton online but like the cliff notes version is clue one was released people were knitting it someone noticed that it looked a little bit like a swastika It's clearly an accident because it's not an exact swastika and, like, the things are going in the opposite direction. But especially Mm -hmm. it's a gradient. uh, Mm -hmm. And especially if you're knitting it in a black, white, gray gradient, it really is. The graphic nature makes it look more like that symbol. So someone pointed that out to Stephen and Stephen pulled it like, Mm -hmm took it off uh i think it took him a couple days to decide to take his instruction videos down um Mm -hmm. for it um he had them up and like i mean he he found out and like obviously he didn't have an alternate pattern ready to go um Mm -hmm. people were like suggesting alternate
0: color placements
1: and yeah
0: it really I've seen pictures and it really only looks that way if you chose if you have high contrast between all between your colors and you do the the least similar one in the center
1: which was yeah the least similar one in the center but it was like the the dark one was the order that it was written in the pattern okay so um, yeah, the, the non-high contrast is really what makes it not look like that. So, but mm-hmm. people were suggesting putting them in different orders or, like, doing a variation to prevent that um, mm-hmm. and, and encourage that. And then later in the weekend, he was like, I've removed the Clue 1 pattern instructions completely. Um, he has a very heartfelt video about this that he is like sorry in and he clearly feels really bad. Um, I felt so yeah. watching this video. Like I can't imagine how stressful this must be. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And he's he has released new instructions and he was like going forward, we're using these new instructions and he, this is the thing that a lot of people are mad about now. He said that you can't post pictures of the original version of Clue 1.
0: In, Obviously, that's just a request. In the
1: thread. Well, oh, in the thread. In the thread. Got um, it. On yes. Ravelry? Uh, yeah. On Ravelry, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, there is an official MCAL thread. I think there's a prize drawing in it. And he said, like, please don't post pictures of the original. Even if you modified the color orientation or whatever, mm-hmm. don't post pictures of that. Uh, even if you don't think yours looks like it because I and mean, like of course right. he has to he has to say that because like they can't go and mo- like moderate whose looks like the thing and whose doesn't right. look like I've that's seen
0: people now. on Instagram who don't want to frog fair enough have been folding theirs so you can't it doesn't look like that. And I think that's a good
1: yeah and like obviously like Instagram like they can't police what people put on Instagram but yes that is the official stance for the the like official thread and mm-hmm. um people are mad people are so mad mm-hmm. because they're like I spent all week- weekend knitting this and now and like people are like you're shaming me because I like how it looks originally and he's like I'm not trying to shame you this is just like what I have to do going forward like I don't want anyone to be offended by this I don't want to hurt anyone like this is what mm-hmm. we're doing
0: And it's like a really bad time for that, considering what's going on in current events. It's not good in in ye old Israel right now. Bad things be happening. I have seen some wild stuff. I was looking through
1: patterns just to like see where people were putting their color placements and stuff, and people have wild things going on in their project notes on Ravelry. There are people who are posting like I don't see a hate symbol and like Stephen West is being gat by the woke mob for like blah, blah. And it's just like wild.
0: It's crazy. It's bananas. People throwing their whips in the trash. It's yeah. bananas. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, another big thing
1: about this is you don't have to frog it. You, he said that you have enough yarn to finish it if you just abandon that square and start afresh. So just start over. It's the first clue. It's not that much knitting. If you are a knitter as your hobby, I am sorry. It is not that much knitting. I've been working on mine
0: for two days and you'll see how, how big it is already. Um, yeah, we were talking about this just amongst ourselves. And I think it'd be like, if it, I don't like throwing out things I've knit. Just like have yourself a little... Little swastika esque mug rug that you don't put on the internet and cast on afresh. I saw someone uh, did so. The the new one is like
1: a circular out design, but the old one was modular. Mm-hmm. And I saw mm-hmm. someone turned the half of it into a bandana cowl thing because the half oh. obviously doesn't look like the hate symbol because it's a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Anywho. Uh. I was like looking into that controversy, and I really like Stephen West's patterns. I think they I don't always like his styling and everything, but I think he's like a cool artist. I really respect so him amazing an artist and a designer uh he's so nice. I've met him a couple times. He's super nice and friendly in person um
0: but it seems I, like he's responding to this whole schmazel really well too, yeah, yeah.
1: um, so I. Well, I was like, "I f- that sucks. I feel so bad for him." So I was like, "I'm gonna cast on the new clue one instructions just from the yeah.
0: beginning." Tell us about the yarn you picked out. I
1: dug in my stash for yarn, and I posted many pictures on the Fiber Coven uh, Discord channel because I was having a hard time picking a gradient from Strash that I really liked. But I got one, and I do from really
0: Strash. Fresh. Fresh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Ken yarn. Um, this is the Ally AF uh Skein. Uh I think it's one of the last colors that Jake dyed for Ken Yarn. Um mm-hmm. so I picked this up at Skein mm-hmm. on my little East Coasty trip earlier in the year. And it's a Hi, white porch cat. Porch cat is very interesting, my yarn choice. It's a white like birthday cake speckle. Kind of? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Funfetti-ish. Funfetti-ish skein. And then I have this skein Mm -hmm. of of electric purple uh, that is called Day Glow. And it's from three Irish girls. And it's old. I probably bought this in, I don't know, Mm -hmm. 2016, 2017? Um, If only we knew how good we had it then. I know. It's from a (laughs) Prince themed, like three skeins um that I have. But I broke up the set because I clearly wasn't using it. This porch cat is like falling and clawing into my hoodie. Get out of here. Get out of here.
0: But he's so beautiful and lovely. He's a
1: chaos demon. Um, okay, so I have that electric purple skein. I have this skein of Hedgehog Fibers birthday cake. In an abandoned design project. I I you reclaimed it. it. I reclaimed it because I'm clearly never gonna finish that. Mm -hmm. And then my last skein is this skein, the flying knitter from Lobby Enemy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Twist Nouveau Base. And I picked this up. I got this at Brooklyn General actually. Nice. Earlier in the year. So it's a mix of deep sash and uh, new yarn that I bought this year to make this lovely little fun purple gradient.
0: And here's mm-hmm. my color my <gasps> so far. It looks so good. It's a square. For some reason, I know it's just a knitted square, but it's really giving like quilted log, like quilting vibes to me. And the
1: original Clue was clearly very quilted. It was like windmill. Yeah, it was like a pinwheel. Fire. Mm -hmm.
0: not like Um, traditional pinwheel but like pinwheel construction I think yeah and um
1: Kemper is knitting this too um and it is going to be a modular shawl which is part of why I was excited to knit it because I do love a Stephen West modular shawl my triangle gram is like my favorite
0: shawl to wear around the house yeah maybe that's a good one I've got a mini skein coming my set coming my way
1: Mm -hmm. so this is clue one so far um I'm not done yet uh Mm -hmm. I Repeat through the color sequence again, um, and mm-hmm. then go back to the original color. Uh, mm-hmm. Clue two just released like a couple minutes before we started recording, and it looks pretty neat. There's some lace and stuff, and it's continuing the stripes. So I'm excited. Still to- square. It. I like kind of just read through it, but it seems like we're maybe only working on half Ooh. for Clue two, and the other half is going to be. um waiting maybe for clue three
0: mm-hmm. um fantastic so yeah, I love it I love these colors together I love what you have picked as well they're great mm-hmm. it's very visually appealing very you
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm very excited I'm gonna wear it a
1: lot I think that's yeah. so fun All fun projects and it's like chilly and I'm wanting to knit again I was kind of I've kind
0: of been in a knitting slump all summer. I feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I busted out of a slump. Um, I actually hibernate, like my other projects are kind of on hibernation. Cause I cast on two new pairs of socks. I'm doing a little socktober. I think doing the serendipitous journey socks designed by disturbing the fleece really sparked my love for socks again, but our sock drawers are full. So I'm trying not to knit vanilla socks just for for myself and Mr. Valkyrie, but, um, I did cast on two pairs of socks, one for Mr. Valkyrie and one for a friend, the first one for a friend. I decided I needed a sample of one of my colorways that isn't selling so well. This is the Senator inspired by Senator Rayo Chuchi, the girl lover. I think
1: it looks really cute. It's really cute. I think it's going to sell better now that you have that
0: knit up. Yeah, and it's fine. I like having things in stock for people. Um, these are going to be for a friend who was very helpful to me during the yarn crawl. It was like a huge source of support. I wanted to thank her with socks because she doesn't knit socks. So these are going to be a gift for a friend. And so these are my vanilla knitting. I, I knit on these a little bit while watching a movie with Sweetie last night. And I cast on a pair for Mr. Valkyrie. Um, they're my vanilla socks for him, but they're not quite vanilla. So this is a skein that I got at Stitches before the pandemic of Nano Stitch Lab. Um, awesome science-themed yarn. This is the Particle Accelerator Colorway on their Scientific Sock Base. And it is a nice, light, neon pastel, like, really, like, mm -hmm. Yeah. So he actually picked out this skein himself for socks and, you know, five years later, I'm knitting it for him. Um, I'm using the boxed toe technique that I learned in the Serendipitous Journeys socks, because I thought that might be good for Mr. Valkyrie's duck feet. So I have a little um, boxed toe and then I do a little ribbing along the top of the foot and the front of the leg. And the Flegal heel seems to fit best for him. So I did a Flegal heel and I'm just in the leg now. And I will hopefully write up a blog post about my Soctoberness for patrons upcoming soon. And it just feels really good to be knitting socks again. That's good. I'm happy. Yeah, I've been doing that and I've been spinning. I actually haven't had much time for knitting at all. I've just been barely had time to keep up on the blanket um, cause we're painting our house, which if you're following my Instagram, you know all about, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, is there anything else? Or are we ready to jump into acquisitions? I think we can jump in. Oh my gosh. I've gotten so much stuff. Uh, my friends put on a witch's night out, which was at a local venue. It's actually a really cool venue. It was my first time there. It was essentially a craft fair with live music and like tarot readers. And there was, some um, um, other sorts of divination methods and like Ouija boards you could have fun with. It was just a big craft fair at this venue that also has, um, has beer and food trucks. It, it was pretty cool. Um, they have like a little indoor place where you can get beers and then there's food trucks. And then when they're not having an event like a craft fair, there's like like lawn games, like cornhole and things like that. But it wasn't there. Um, it's, it's full of booths of super cool artists. I got this really cool wall hanging. Um, I didn't get the artist's name because I was kind of volunteering and I didn't have much time, but it's this really pretty elemental wall hanging. It's an open frame. And it's got five different little wood burn things. There's a pentacle. And then there's also um, all four little elemental symbols around it. And I thought it was just really good for my little witchy corner. And it makes me happy. And the wood burning is really cute. It's really cute. Mm -hmm. I also there got a local soy candle from a local candle um, maker. And all the... They had some special spooky season ones, but all of her scents and names were very locals themed. Like, smells like you can't park here. This one is Sierra Cement. Smells like I can't shovel anymore. Cardamom, cinnamon, and cream. It's really nice. That is my jam. Sierra Cement is what they call it when the snows it gets like really dense and hard to shovel. Just like caramel, cardamom, cardamom, what? cinnamon, and cream. That sounds good yeah it's really good yeah sierra soapbox mm-hmm. yeah they're all like local south lake tahoe jokes um I also got some sweet little earrings um from wildwood makers market um I'm
1: sure you posted of those in your chaos tube they look really good together
0: yeah yeah so my friend lisa makes some jewelry from time to time and she does lots of rainbows she does yarn wrapped wall hanging rainbows and she does little rainbow earrings and she's always like what color should i do and i'm like pride flags so i got a little bi pride one they're mismatchy um oh my gosh so many things i have a whole box of things that i got i also got a hat and some fun little trinkets from our friend clara Oh, I actually won this. Clara was doing the knit for food fundraiser. Oh, that, yeah, and I won that. And she finally finished the hat, and it's this lovely modular knit hat. It's nice and spacious, and which is great because I can wear it over my bun, which I love. Super cozy, and uh, hopefully,
1: Clara colors too.
0: Yeah, very Clara colors. It's it's a nice all deep olive, foresty green, and a cream. And uh, I'm hoping that I can get together a fiber coven team for Knit for Food this spring. I have some time to work on that. And then, and then I got some junk yarn. I saw that Comfort was trying to increase sales because Frankie needs surgery and we should all support. And you can also get freaking fantastic yarn from a freaking fantastic person. So I got Side Boob and the Silly String Fingering, which is a slub base. I love side boob.
1: I literally almost buy it every time I see it. <laughs> I've seen it
0: like you now. And this <laughs> is also a fun fetty colorway. It is yeah. Pops of Neon. I don't know what I'm gonna make with this yet, but it's a treasure. And then I got the Dream House colorway on sock blank, which is perfect. And I got some some stickers that are already on my stuff. And camera was sweet. It gave me a button. And oh. And my favorite bar, well. I like astronaut Barbie a lot, but rollerblade, no, no, Totally Hair Barbie is my second favorite. Oh, that's what the mini skein in my thing is too. I totally. Forgot. Totally hair barbie. Color? Yeah, totally hair barbie is good. Astronaut Barbie might be my favorite. I love astronaut Barbie. But totally hair or yeah, totally hair barbie is my second favorite. Mm-hmm before barbie left theaters i was like i need to take my ken on a date and i took him out to dinner and i took him to the movies and i was like yes the self-empowered barbie who takes her ken on dates every now and then Mm -hmm. um and that's all my acquisitions lovely what did you get Uh, i've gotten
1: a lot of stuff because it's been a while but i just grabbed a couple things uh, Mm -hmm. um i want to talk about because i have some things that are like for people and stuff. But I got this mm-hmm. from Roya Rach. I think it's Roya Rach. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a pin that I kickstarted, and they were mythical pride flags, and they're all little like um medieval shield kind of family mm-hmm. emblem symbols, but for different uh pride flags. So this is the by bi, uh because it's like a wyvern but it's on the bi-pride flag. So I thought that was- You love it. Bi-pride?
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: Uh, yeah, there were a bunch of good ones. This uh, Kickstarter ran just before my Pronoun Pals one.
0: Ran. I remember seeing that and wasn't the- um, There was one that was related to gender that they picked the chimera for, which I thought was very apt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of
1: really good ones. Good, good puns. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I went to Baltimore for a show recently- Mm-hmm. I went into Atomic Books there,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they had a giant graphic novel selection. And mm-hmm. I love graphic novels. A huge portion of my book collection is graphic novels. Um, so I was all excited to be in there, and it was kind of overwhelming how many they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things I hadn't seen before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I went to the little employee picks section, uh, and I found this really cute little book Um, It's called Matchmaker and it's by Cam Marshall. And uh, it's like a little, you know, slice of life kind of Mm -hmm. cute graphic novel book about queer people and romance. And it looks adorable. Um, And this is the artist's little portrait. And it says Cam's work is heavily inspired by slice of life shoujo manga, which is one of the greatest inventions of human history. So I was like, I will probably like this. So I haven't read it yet, but it looks really cute, and I'm really excited to read it. Nice. And then I also stopped into Lovely Yarns, which is right next door to
0: Atomic Books. Basically, nice. Actually, there's a that's record a good, in between. So Chad, that's a really good her, set. So yeah <laughs> comic books yarn and records all you need is like a cafe and there that would be the perfect right next to it.
1: so we got some craft
0: beers it was a great time
1: the brewery was really good. phenomenal they brewing and i had like really delicious beers there so um and the yarn store is called lovely yarns and i got this mm-hmm. art bat
0: um, nice
1: and I this up uh Just because I thought it was pretty. And then I found out that the owner of the store, Melissa, actually makes these art bats. So I was like, oh, now I have to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called Melissa's Lovely Art Bat. Uh, It says Lovingly Handcrafted in Baltimore. And uh, this is Merino, Silk, Bamboo, Angelina, and Firestar. And it's like a lovely, you know, bright teal. It's got Mm -hmm. some Firestar. It's got some little pinky pops. Um, and it's very
0: like, Ooh, yeah. it's very like Baja Blast. Oh, I was going to go with Aurora Borealis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This, this part is Baja Blast and it's very it Baja
0: Blast blue.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty, I'm excited about it. Pretty. Yay. And those
0: are, those are the activations that I will share. Awesome. This is going to be a long one. I love it. It'll be a nice treat for people because we've been gone for a while. Mm -hmm. Are we ready to talk about a cult corner? Yes. We have a good one for you. This was inspired by a TikTok you saw. Mm -hmm. A Hank Green TikTok. A Hank Green TikTok? Why don't you kick it off? Okay.
1: Um, So if I were to ask you, listener, what a ghost looks like,
0: what would you say? You might you say, would say that it floats and it's transparent and kind of like stumbling through life, a shade of its former self. Yeah, you might also say that it could like another option, which
1: especially if you're a pan, fan of my pins, you might say that it's like a thing covered in a white sheet, sheet of fabric. But that's those are probably the two main things that you would say, right? But have you ever like wondered why <laughs> those are the two things you would say? Like ghosts, they're not they're not real. They're not objectively real, right? They're not something Mm -hmm. that we have been able to scientifically prove or anything. They're not something that, you know, you can see with your eyeballs really. Uh, So why do we have the same impression of what they look like (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh, how long have we thought they looked like that? Uh, And this was kind of the content of the Hank Green TikTok that we're talking about. And I found that really interesting. So uh, we did a little bit more research on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the reason why we think of ghosts as translucent and floating off the ground is because of technology. And an obvious contributor to the idea of ghosts being transparent is early photography. Mm -hmm. Uh, Film needed to be exposed to light for a long period of time in order to create a photo. So people had to stand still for a long period of time and if they moved or shifted, it could create a translucent image of the portrait subject. Uh, so, that's something that started to give this idea of translucence uh, humans as being ghosts. And then another thing that did is phantasmagoria shows, which I know you researched a bit
0: about. Yes, I definitely fell down a Wikipedia page rabbit hole for this one. And I think it's interesting that kind of pre enlightenment ghosts in mythology were perceived different like there's a lot of depictions across cultures as ghosts of former like as deceased of deceased humans as smoke or balls of light or fire or either visually appealing appearing as a normal human yes but then also, like disappearing
1: uh, like a rotting corpse like a zombie kind of ghost mm-hmm. which, which makes sense because those are all things that humans had experience with seeing with their physical eyes before. Like they can see mist. They could see mm-hmm. uh, a dead rotting corpse. Like the they weren't just mm-hmm. coming up with them out of their imagination. They they were influenced by stories they'd heard of someone mm-hmm. like stumbling across a rotting corpse or someone seeing an orb in the light or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so phantasmagoria were was the name of a type of basically your very first horror movie mm-hmm. and the root of the word is ghost, and then agoria meaning gathering ghost gathering which is pretty neat and people have been making scary shows it turns out since we first started messing around with optics and lenses and that would have been in the late renaissance slash early um early enlightenment. And that's like your camera obscura stuff in the 1500s and 1600s. They would make spooky images with lanterns. And then if you kind of hide the lantern, it it looks like the image is coming from nowhere. And spooky images were some of the first things that people did with this new technology, because, and this is my personal theory, and it's easier to scare people than to like excite them with happiness. And, but excitement is excitement and humans crave excitement and like a level of physical interest is, is better than no interest at all. And spooky scaring people's easier. It's fun.
1: Yeah, I think also because they weren't moving pictures,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh -uh.
1: it was probably easier to tell a story with like an ethereal floating image. And be mm-hmm. like this is a spirit. Then be like we're just gonna tell you a love story. They're they're glowing for some reason,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, and these were like early projections of images or kind of like slideshows. But they they were experimenting with different shapes of lenses, so things might bend and move a little bit, and there was a little more movement than a static image would be. Um, so we're skipping ahead to the 1770s in Leipzig, Germany. There is a guy named Shre- Schrefner, and he was doing this sort of stuff, but he was not telling people that it was an entertainment. He was an independent Freemason and like a tinkerer and a bit of a con man, like you tend to be. He was putting on these shows, but telling people he was a necromancer, Me. um, You know, it turns out great for him in the end, but he was putting on these shows that were totally immersive experiments. He would have the shows late at night to induce fatigue. He would, you know, put, put the audience members in a dark room and lock the doors, which is so unsafe, um, there was like smoke going on and there were also allegations that there might've been drugs in the smoke because one of his Freemason buddies was uh, like a, a pharmacist or a chemist. Um, there were also lots of audio effects that he was using, like speaking tubes or trained ventriloquists who could throw their voice. So it was a totally immersive seance, like necromancy thing that he was saying was totally real. Um, And he would also, in addition to your standard, like images that would be um, scary to a European Christian, he was also using a melting pot of spooky symbols that um, drew from like Masonic sources and Kabbalah. And basically it's, it's what every horror movie and every like person setting up like an 80s satanic panic scene would do. You just throw all your spooky symbols at the wall. He was doing that. And yeah, so he was putting on these shows and telling people that he was a sorcerer, which was um, an interesting move. And on October 8th of 1794, he was found shot to death in a public park, which is like, huh. Um, Some people think it was a suicide because he really thought he was a necromancer and he could bring himself back to life. And it's also possible that he just got murdered um, because he was pretending to be a necromancer. And showing spooky satanic images. But then also in the same year, 1794, there was another person in Paris whose name I didn't write down. And they were the first person to put on a show that was explicitly entertainment and explicitly called a phantasmagoria show. And these were very popular in the late Enlightenment and post-revolutionary era in Europe and the United States. Because they had a very similar timeline for like technological development as well as revolutionary wars going on. Um, And then, of course, we've talked a lot about spiritualism and these things continued through the height of spiritualism and the popularity of Gothic literature. And they were kind of the first horror movies. They served a really similar social function, in my opinion. And that is kind of like trial running your anxieties and you know uh, an element of catharsis uh, for your fear and and a huge pressure release because everybody was traumatized from you know storming the bastille or you know everybody dying of an epidemic everybody had trauma everybody still does have trauma <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of a brief history of the phantasmagoria show it was um People that were trained in optics would hide these really cool optic lanterns and put on shows with smoke and creepy music and just basically project these haunting images onto sheets or onto smoke um, to titillate audiences. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, very early
1: Haunted Mansion vibes
0: that was on the wikipedia page too that a haunted mansion was inspired by you know drew on sources from phantasmagoria shows yep
1: um yeah i i thought this was all really interesting i think it's super interesting that prior to this early photography and phantasmagoria shows the like human translucent figure is not really depicted in ghost representations at all Um, There are translucent images of the smoke uh, Mm -hmm. like we talked about, but they weren't like in the perfect shape of a human Mm -hmm. because that wasn't a visual reference that people had before this. They like couldn't conceive of a totally translucent, fully realized human. And that's just like so interesting to me um, that technology Mm -hmm. really influenced this uh, fantastical Uh, representation of the human spirit and it's
0: also the way the translucent ghost moves is very indicative of this early technology Mm -hmm. like we don't see them walking we just see them floating because you know above the audience they're above the audience and also if you think about like a uh, like a flip book like you you have still images you can't project them quick enough to make it appear like motion you can make it appear like floating uh-huh. with that technology uh-huh.
1: yeah mm-hmm. um that also might be why the like sometimes our image of a ghost like the feet kind of disappear and it could be because mm-hmm. of this like early projection technology too because the edges of the photo would be mm-hmm. kind of the part that got lost
0: I also think that that image of the go- the floating translucent ghost might also have a lot to do with the spiritualism shows that were going on at the time. And a lot of those like ectoplasm things like we've talked about were just like a, a thin muslin over a frame. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and actually, the reason why we think of the fabric as a potential visualization of a ghost is because... Corpses were often dressed with undyed white linen as grave clothes mm-hmm. before people were buried. So, that is why, like, fabric fluttering in the wind or this idea of like a figure draped in white fabric has become like synonymous with
0: the idea of a ghost or spirit. Uh, I because- mean, that could even tap back as far as Egyptian tradition, too, because yeah. undyed muslin was you know what was used to wrap the mummies yep and i mean
1: it's they probably like saw swaths of that the most frequently at like a funerary service or at a cemetery so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that that image became associated with the dead yeah so i this is all so interesting to me i also think that it's really interesting that the idea of a translucent human figure thematically really goes with the idea of a ghost and I think that's why it's so sticky that like Mm -hmm. as soon as that technology was more widespread that that is like what a ghost is to us um because Mm -hmm. a ghost is a spirit that's not here like really but like the 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 spirit is still there so they're in like that liminal space so like logically the idea that they would be kind of translucent and not totally there like really goes with like the idea of the ghost as
0: well yeah yeah it's it's just fascinating like what people do with technology and how it's perceived because Artists talk about like funerary cloth, really. I didn't think of it until right now. There's like the Shroud of Turin, which some people think was created with a camera obscura. And like that has that has gotten so much scrutiny over the centuries. Um, and I mean, kind of as well as, as well, it should, if you're trying to make a fake artifact, it should be scrutinized. But I think it's it's easier to tell someone like, I'm a necromancy wizard, look at my magic than it is to be like, this is an image of the christ on his funerary shroud Mm -hmm. it's a way easier sell like i'm a spooky person than like this is an artifact of like the religion we've built our society on Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: well this has been very interesting if you would like to read more about this kind of thing uh there is a book called the ghost a cultural history by susan owens that talks about all different visualizations of ghosts from women We both we're like, "Oh, I want to read that." That we
0: could. I do. It's it out audio of book.
1: It's out of print
0: too. So mm-hmm. just find like, it at the library or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. I guess we can um do a little bit of promo and be on our way now that we've talked at you for a good long while. So the only real promo that I have is there is a pattern that's just come out specifically for self-striping called the Serendipitous Journey Sock designed by Fatima of Disturbing the Police. My yarn was the sample for that. The Ancestor's Journey colorway is sold out and I am on a self-striping hiatus, but lucky for you, I have tons of self-striping in stock. Um, So please, if you want a great pattern for self-striping, check out the Serendipitous Journeys pattern. And if you need some new self-striping, I've got some in my Etsy shop. Yay! Um, I just released some new stuff. I have
1: uh, three brand new Magical Merit Badges to go with my Magical Merit Badge collection, which are Art Witch, Science Witch, and Tech Witch. Uh, I also released a new ADHD pin that uh, the letters of the ADHD are sparkly, and underneath them it says, uh, Awesome, Dazzling Human Dreamboat.
0: Fantastic.
1: In person, that one has been popular. <laughs> and- nice. Uh, I also released the newest pocket friend in my pocket friend collection, which is relevant to this episode, A Little Sheet Ghost. And her little compact house is a little haunted house with cute little details like a candelabra and a spooky mirror in the attic and all sorts of fun things. So you can find those things on my website, kittywithacupcake.com or at the various in-person places
0: that we mentioned at the top of
1: the episode.
0: Hey, so if you are looking to find us anywhere around the internet, please head on over to fibercoven.com. And if you want to watch us with your eyeballs instead of just your ear holes, that is an option for patrons um fibercoven.com will direct you to direct you to my yarn and emily's merchant patterns as well as our patreon where we have video versions of this as well as a really cool group of people you can chat with on our private discord where we do like a little virtual craft night every now and then we're looking forward to picking that back up once emily's um wild show schedule dies down a bit and uh i think that's about it for us so until next week keep making yarn magic bye bye
1: Good